Welcome to Bundle Buddies. This is the podcast where we play indie games. I was you go for it. Do I was singing? No, I know, but it didn't pick up that much of it. I don't think. Oh, so you you think that? Okay. Well, now, yeah, it's picked up all of it. If I could, I was giving you if you if you could turn. Oh, you're giving us background so we could cancel it out. For you to no, and then you and then you do here. You do the intro. If I could turn back. No, no, no. Time. You do the you do the bundle buddies and I'm singing. Okay. If, okay, ready? Ready? If three, could, two, okay. no, we'll go on on one. Three, okay. two, one. If, if I could I turn, turn back. back time. You're supposed to do the welcome to Bundle <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bubble Buddies. This is a podcast where we play through indie games from itch.io and elsewhere. My name is Alex Hanna. My Hanet. name is Eric Taylor Roth. We were inspired to play through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality when it was launched in June 2020. That bundle raised over $8 million and proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund as well as the Community Bail Fund. We now play through that bundle, other bundles, and other games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode 52, and we have played 139 of the 1,365 games from the HRO Bundle for Rich, Justice, and Equality, as well as six other games for a total of 145 games for the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, Hello, Eric. Hello, Alex. We're almost at 150 games. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to start adding... More get. I thought that we were going too fast. You know what I mean. I thought that we were going to, to sort of be done with this bundle and and have played all of the games. And so we we've added more games into the mix. And you know what's kind of fun is is we recently added just another bundle as well. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. Do you remember the name? There was a bundle for Palestinian mutual aid as well that we at, we well, were like was, that was the introduction of it. We were flirting with the idea of adding more bundles, and then we just added a bundle that. Uh, and there, there was also the was, like there was a queer uh, advocacy. Yeah, one. queer gaming. Yeah, and then there yeah. was one recently too that we added. Mm-hmm. That was for the land fund, I, I believe. That is like that itch.io hosted. Um, They're trying to buy land the, now. No, no, it's a special sort of thing. I, I suppose we should probably learn more about it before we fucking talk I guess about that's it. Like true. This. Anyway, you uh, know what was fun? What was cool about that was was I was looking at it, and some of the games that we've already played are in that bundle. So we we we've true. added to it, but also I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm I'm starting to become like a person that knows what's going on in gaming, as opposed to like just Isn't a complete fucking dipshit who's just like, I don't know, I like rocket league which honestly I'm, I'm back on my bullshit with rocket league and boy oh boy that game is toxic i think that's cool personally i'm really happy that you have a good time with it and you have healthy liberation for it i think i'm on record uh saying that i think it's really good that you play that game a lot <laughs> it's fun it's a thing to do you know sometimes you just play rocket actually you know what i saw some like um some snippet of a headline right which is you know why why read headlines anymore when you could just read the the very inflammatory uh uh, uh headline 
I read an article. Um, and uh, it said that Fortnite was um, was declared, at, you know, in 200 uh, filings for divorce this past year. So, like, oh Fortnite God. was, like, named in in, like, reasons for the divorce. And I'm like... That was definitely a thing where I read it and I'm like, oh fuck. I really I can't get to that point. That's I need to uh I need to stop myself before Camille is is about to kick my ass to the curb. I mean, at this point, we're we're recording this before she's back, but now this podcast came out, she's back. That's true. And I'm on the curb. So we'll check in. If you hear the podcast immediately after this one and Eric sounds like sort of a broken man, you know that Fortnite finally got Oh, to but him. I finally made Diamond! <laughs> <laughs> I bought her a um, Diamond and then I made Diamond! Oh, fucking... Yeah, anyway, video games are... This episode, uh, we got a really special one for you. Uh, you heard him last week, and to know him is to love him, and you already love him very much. Our producer, Matt Haddock, is with us to talk about, honestly, one of my favorite games that I've ever played, and one of the a game from one of the most exciting uh, voices in gaming today, Daniel Mullins, a friend of the show. Um, no. It's a great did episode. We, we already did that, right? No, we're doing the... Oh, my God. No, that's now this episode. Wait, this is so great I'm because sorry. last time I completely fucked up, <laughs> and this time you're totally fucking up, and that just makes me feel so good. So before we have any more opportunity to fuck up, let's go right into the episode. After we talk about this week's cause, uh, our cause this week is Trans Lifeline. It's a trans-led organization that connects trans people to the community, support, and resources they need to survive and thrive. They provide trans peer support for the community, and it's been divested from. Oh, that's been divested from police since day one www.translifeline.org or at translifeline on Twitter. We uh, have donated to them and had them uh, uh, featured as a cause here before. They're a fantastic organization. Um, if you donate and shoot us a little note at bundlebuddiespodcast.gmail.com, we will shout you out on the show. So please take advantage of that. Donate to this cause. It's uh, almost Christmas, and uh, they could use all the help they can get. Thank you so much. Let's get into this. Thing. Let's get into it. I love it. Um, XOXO, we'll catch you on the flip. <laughs> Whoa, is that your new thing that you say? <laughs> we'll catch you on the flip. <laughs> Speaking of ideas, guys, Bundle Buddies, hello. hello. Welcome back. Hello, Bundle Buddies. Welcome back. Like, we don't know, you know, this will this this whole tirade uh, is we're, we're not exactly sure when this is all going to get slotted in together or what the makeup of this episode will be. Um, but this is our first time recording back after a nice long pause. Um, we took a break, I think, at the end of September, which is it's funny. It's actually only been like three months, which is, is wild because it feels like much longer. Well, it's funny to know? go from like something that is was every week for a year straight. Right. Right. Where yeah. we were, it's like a pretty dedicated process. And then mm -hmm. to like not do that for a little bit and be like, wow, we've never done it. I was looking for through the like lists of games that we were playing. And some of them I'm like, I don't, I don't remember this game at all. And then some <laughs> of them I'm like, oh, yes, I loved that game. Or really, there's some you don't, you some you feel like you can't remember. Yeah. I don't know. Like everyone's like, you see like stuff that's called like, crypto ball or like shit like that and you're like mm, i love crypto ball. i don't know yeah crypto ball was really fun <laughs> but then, i'm looking at him right now i'm I'm like 
I sort of see what you mean. But then, like, but I would need to be re- like ref- have my memory refreshed. But then there's which is crazy. There's games like Spoon Beaks Ahoy, and I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm, I definitely remember that game. And then there's games like Switch and Shoot, and you're like, oh fuck, that's when we played Switch and Shoot. Like games that became like, oh, I really like this game a lot. Yeah, and uh, it feels iconic at this point. Speaking of iconic feelings, uh, we have a new member of the Bundle Buddies team. Uh, this is our buddy, Matthew Haddock. Matt, Hi, Matt you, you were guest number uh, two on Bundle Buddies. And yes. I thought to myself then, I was like, you know what? That guy would be a great producer. And uh, I remember thinking the, the entire time I was on, I was like, this, this here, this is my podcast. <laughs> I was like, these fools think they're going to... You know, I give them the first season, but then, you know, I'm coming in there. As I said, I'm going to be squatting on your podcast couch for a, uh, an unforeseen amount of time. The, uh, the, the one thing that stuck out that has stuck out to me about the, that episode, because everything else is a blur, except we played like Skull, some sort of like side Super sp- Skull Smash Super Go Skull Smash Go. and Crash Lander. Crash Lander. Oh, God. Crash Lander. That game was rough. Um, I thought it was pretty good. It was fun. Yeah, that was that was back in the days when my opinions were a little bit more raw, and Alex was a little <laughs> bit more accommodating. And we've true. we've uh, sort of met somewhere in the middle. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, but but Matt, you have the uh, the bongos from the oh, video yes. game Donkey Kong, like the Donkey Donkey Konga bongos. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that for a lot, a long. A long time, and I'm happy to dive back in. <laughs> well, that to me is like the peak of Matt's probably one of the better people I know at video games, like one of my friends who is like better at them. And um, he has the story about going to a mall and being like, Oh, what's going on over GameStop? And there was a Donkey Konga competition going on, and he entered never having played Donkey Konga before and then won, which is just like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you'd be like the most prolific gamer of all time to be able to pull that off. Uh, I have to. There's a the patent in me has to. uh, I have to correct you. It was a game game crazy. I I realized. uh, Rest in peace, game crazy. There, they were amazing because they had kiosks. You could play all any game you wanted. They would open a used game up for you, and you could play it at any console. It was it was beautiful. It was like a sort of a museum of games in a way. Uh, but yeah, no, Donkey Konga. I won a Ninja Gaiden on Xbox, and I, which I played for like two hours and then never played again because it was too hard. <laughs> was that uh, not that great a game? <laughs> what was, Ninja, was Ninja Gaiden like a uh, like a fighting game, like a PvP fighting game? No, it's, it's no, like it was a really hard platformer, by, right? Yeah, it was made by the same company that did a, <clears throat> a Dead or Alive fighting game. <clears throat> um, tech, I think it was, gosh, Tecmo. But then. Um, yeah, it was just like a it was like an early Dark Souls kind of game without uh, the Souls mechanic. It was, it was a very hard like slasher kind of game. Hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Too oh. hard. Too hard not interested. Too hard. Matt, you've been playing any video games lately? You know, the game that I am super excited to talk about right now is one called uh Inglet. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly with a Y and uh it's like a platformer that just came out um and I am just completely, I downloaded it the other night, um, just kind of on the lookout for like meditative kind of quiet games. And it is unbelievable. Like you, you're kind of like, I don't know, like it's hard to explain. You're kind of just moving from block to block and you're constantly falling 
<laughs> and uh, it has all of these crazy mechanics built in. Um, it's I don't think it's on Itch.io, but it is a very it's a very indie game. It's made by this guy uh, Nicholas Nygren, I think is his name. He made that a uh, Night Underground and like um, uh, what is it called? I think he made a game called uh, Night Sky. I don't know that was kind of popular. Oh, cool. um, but yeah, I'm uh, deeply obsessed with this game, and I can't wait to dig into it more in the future. But yeah, that's what I'm playing, and lots of Halo. I'm playing a lot of Halo. I know. Oh, the yeah. Halo the multiplayer came out. Eric, did you download it? No. For my request? No, not yet. I haven't even. So I, I haven't played. I haven't really been playing anything, you know, other than Inscription over the past month because we just had right. such shitty internet in Savannah. And so I brought my Xbox there. And then just like couldn't use it, which is like, it's there's something so like there's something already so pathetic about like flying your Xbox across the country. And there's something especially pathetic about flying your Xbox across the country and then not using it and flying it back. Like I literally just sort of like added 10 pounds in like both directions, like pointlessly. It's like everything I could have done on on that was just sort of like on you know the roku that we had in the in the room so i haven't that's the beauty of uh, the nintendo switch right there is that that's the that's the the portable video game you guys you know what i think i might get is like like an actual like it's time to maybe get an actual gaming pc like not anything too fancy but just like get a get something that can kind of handle handle a video game or two maybe it's time to start playing apex legends like on pc you there know, you go. The mouse and keyboard, you'll never look back. It's yeah, it'll be I'm I'm trying to sell it to Camille as like she'll have more time with the television and not like you know, I'm about to ha- be like in our living room 24/7, you know, hunched over like yelling at furiously 14 year olds, yeah. Yeah. God corn nuts damn. flying everywhere. <laughs> well, yeah. let me tell you, I was I couldn't wait to get mine. I love it so much and it's also the biggest mistake I've ever made in my entire life. Okay. So Fair enough. you're gonna love it. Yeah. 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 I I think it's a lot of fun to have. Uh you will spend more time buying games than you do playing them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just bought um, a bunch. I just bought a bunch for on the Steam sale for like Black Friday and stuff like that. I got a bunch of things that I'm excited about. Okay, Alex, I do have a question for you. So we, you know, we had the experience of doing 50 episodes of Bundle Buddies. And that's right. What do you have you had a chance to reflect on like what playing you know close to 150 video games plus like whatever you wanted to do in your spare time like what that did to you mentally and what this like past couple months has (laughs) has been like after that you know it's so interesting because i don't necessarily see any difference in myself at all you know like in i don't know like it's funny to think like to look back at that list of things be like wow yeah we really played a lot of games but i don't necessarily even consider it like playing games if that's right it felt like a very specific assignment we were going Mm -hmm. on like this whole sort of thing um i suppose in a little bit we're going to talk about we've i think said it and now tease it a number of times so i'll just say it outright we're going to be talking about daniel mullen's new game inscription uh this episode it's probably also the title of the episode like in the title yeah right so you probably already know about it (laughs) yeah we can we're the last, no, as always. Yeah, we've definitely said it the bumper ahead of time. So now, you, you know, now you've been told and sort of hinted and like, 
you've gone on a whole journey. But you uh, might but still not know what's going on, which is exciting for you. <laughs> Make inscription. This game, this episode okay, maybe is not what it seems. You know what I mean? No more saying the name of the game for the rest of the episode. <laughs> why? Why is Matt here? That's the okay. Yeah, producer note: no saying the name of the game, and uh, you have to talk backwards. Um, I so I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll say like it felt more like a project, but does this what like after playing Inscription, I felt like I had a very specific kind of vocabulary and word set and like understanding of what that game was and what it was going for and what I loved about it, uh, you know, yeah. as, as opposed to because it's really a, a game um, about uh playing games and about like the sort of things about games that are fun and not fun mm -hmm. and how to sort of play with, with those things in a fun way um and i i don't know if i would have been able to appreciate it on a, a deeper level if i hadn't gone through all of those games so i think in that way like my understanding of games is much deeper than it was before you know yeah of like what um what kind of games there are out there and like how much of them are fun and how much aren't fun and like just you know everything under the sun you, you have like a better sense of it but i don't feel like a changed person necessarily I, it's been a fun creative project well i'm 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 interested in i i think you know I, not to say that the pandemic like the pandemic is still you know on and there's still you know new variants coming out and but but we're not really in the we're not in the throes of quarantine in the same way anymore right um and i can't it's hard for me to really uh disentangle you know quarantine from this sort of first experience right like that like it was almost compulsive and like i feel like i needed it and was so like but but it, it'll be interesting like to try to try to have this you know podcast again while also you know trying to get back to like having an outdoor life you know what i mean mm. like yeah totally like I, there were times where i was like this is so overwhelming and you're like right you're right it was just sort of it wasn't like it was like just like kind of dead like you know nibble on three video games and then like talk about it but it was like the you know the project of surviving in uh, in you know the beginning of the pandemic pre you know pre-vaccine or whatever was so um was so wild and um and so it'll be interesting because i feel i do feel like i had started to develop an obsessive mindset in some ways like a, like a not upset maybe obsessive is the wrong word but a, a compulsive gaming mindset um and um you know maybe this trip to to savannah like kind of helped to to you, you know it came with a lot of smoking weed it came with uh, like drinking, right? Like, and you know, the, these sorts of, you know, kind of, you know, dabbling into like a toxic, obsessive, you know, addiction sort of feelings where, you know, I wonder if, I wonder if there's a way in which to like move forward for me, at least that's like a little bit more, you know, does, I can, can I do this in a healthy way as opposed to like, 
is this is is this going to trigger again a, a whole new? It's like, so interesting because yeah. you know, not to be be your armchair psychologist, but having watched the, all of the behaviors described had absolutely nothing to do with the games you played in the bundle. That's you know what true. I mean? Yeah, it was all, and it's the same thing with me. There there were very few of the bundle games. There was there was one that what that I got into playing uh, a ton, and there were uh, there were a lot that I really liked, but there was one that I played a lot that scratched a very specific itch for me, but. The games that I play a ton of are the turn-based strategy games. Mm -hmm. And right when we wrapped, there was this game called Wildermyth that I got really into. And that game probably stuck with me for like a month. And then I sort of completed what I could. And then I let go. And then maybe two weeks ago on Game Pass, I downloaded this uh, Battletech turn-based strategy game that uh, totally monopolized my free time. Like in a very unhealthy way you know <laughs> yeah and it's the same sort of thing yeah you know it's it, it's civilization um you know six all over again it, it's all those sorts of games those things uh really really take up a lot of headspace the only thing that's nice about it for me is that eventually they do re i am released mm -hmm. you know i I, yeah. I i don't follow that rabbit hole down the whole way it gets, I think, pretty unhealthy for a while, and then suddenly it's like, okay, I, I, I don't have the compulsion anymore. I can walk away. Yeah, sort of a thing. Yeah, but I think to me, like the actual, the the what the bundle and the project of doing bundle buddies is actually encouraging kind of healthy gaming habits, and that you try something for a while, you decide if it's for you or not, and then you kind of move on from it, and you get like a nice sampling of it. You have some nice feelings. You should sort of share your thoughts about it, um, and then kind of move on and. That to me is is much healthier than uh, the kind of compulsive stuff that can happen to me sometimes. And I guess if I'm interested in something, it's like, how can I be healthy? How can I have a healthier relationship with those games that I really do love and enjoy? You know, like, is there a separation there? And to your point, does this podcast enable those behaviors? Because it's like, well, you know, I'm I'm a gamer. I play video games, and now, you know. That sort of thing, but I, I I did it without the podcast, so I <laughs> the whole time. No, I like that. Um, I think that that's a really good. I think that that's a. I, I like that a lot. So that's my goal: is uh, can can I get back into the swing of having a healthy relationship with video games? Matt, are you going to uh, be remains to be seen? Are you going to be playing the video games uh, with us every week? Do you think? Yeah, you know that's going to be my my um my my goal. I uh you know everything you guys are saying like I totally even though I didn't have the podcast you know throughout <laughs> pandemic my like addiction to Overwatch reached an all time high mm. and I was compulsively playing that game and it was emotionally devastating. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it was it, it was just not a healthy habit for me. It was. Uh, you know, making me just angry, and I don't know my relationship. I games are a very interesting thing to what both of you are saying because you can be easily get hooked into their feedback loops, mm -hmm. and suddenly you're no longer thinking critically. You're no longer enjoying something. You're just sort of like one more turn civilization. Oh my god! Or like one, one more, more game. Turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like you're just you're 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 now you're no longer like. Uh, uh, a player you're like sort of a user yeah you know, well you become almost a like yeah you become an interface for other play like you you become in the pile of yeah 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 yeah, yeah no absolutely and like i i think an interesting exercise or something that i've noticed now that i'm you know embarking on this with you guys i've been spending more time in in itch itch itchy do you say itchio itchio uh, we've been saying i say itch.io itch 
I say itch.io, yeah. Itch.io. And, you know, just looking at what people are making, seeing the experiments, seeing how playful people are with the creative process, and sort of feeling the the line between, you know, being a, being a player and uh, a creator sort of blur a bit. And feeling, I don't know, it just feels more, it feels healthier because it feels constructive. It feels playful and creative in a way that, like, playing the same game for you know, six hours on a, you know, a Saturday, Saturday afternoon doesn't. <laughs> For a so second, I, I was like, I was like, wow, six hours. And then you said Saturday. And I was like, mm, I've, I've, yeah, I think I did like, you know, there's some 10, 12 hour. Oh, yeah. Saturday yeah. months. Right. Um, I, you know what I do miss from the podcast is that I think that over the course of the podcast, if, um, you know, if those big bundle buddy fans out there decide to go through and listen from start to finish again, you'll probably see a progress in kind of what you were saying, Alex, our relationship with uh, speaking critically about things. And I do miss mm-hmm. that, like, you know, the weekly kind of discussions where we sort of articulate, yeah, our likes and our dislikes, you know, more than just yeah. sort of like the vocabulary of games because i do feel like i had started to to kind of hone in on you know like a little bit of like oh i like this and i like this for this reason and i dislike this and i dislike this for this reason and then also like um you know i miss like talking talking to people interviewing (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah that was really fun you know like asking questions i think there was a point where i listened to an episode kind of you know, maybe 10 or 20 in and somebody like a guest of ours said, like mentioned some video game that they had played. And I was just like, Oh, uh huh. And I was like listening to it. And I was so upset with myself for not asking like, Oh, what is that game? Right. Because then I was Mm. like listening to this podcast and somebody was mentioning a thing again and I didn't, and I like, you know, didn't. And then we just sort of moved on and like, I didn't get to learn what that thing was. And so like, I've, you know, asking kind of like asking questions and feeling feeling willing to like you know expose uh my own like ignorance or you know the 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 yeah i relate to that too Um, i I had this feeling of like someone was listening to it and then we'd ask a question like oh what's this game or like and then they'd be like they don't know about that this is not a good video game podcast i'm just like turning it off (laughs) i also think you know eric we had talked a little bit about in the past like you know what do we want from this podcast and stuff like that and I was always of the mindset of like, it's just nice to have a creative project. It's fun to have. And if a lot of people listen to it, that's really nice. But if like nobody listens to it, that's fine too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's good to just be doing stuff. But I was kind of actively trying to think of a way like to change it a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. to like try to make it more palatable to people, if that makes sense. Because I, I felt like we had this really fun idea and maybe we weren't doing the kind of numbers we deserved to, um, because like it was this thing that was like too long or not like well edited enough mm. or any any of those things but i've come around on that worth like over the last couple of months i listened to like hour and a half long podcasts mm-hmm. you know and i really like them <laughs> <laughs> i've gotten back into it I'm just like it's just fun to hear people who like each other rapping about stuff for a while and i find myself with other podcasts sometimes being like man i wish this was like you know, 20 minutes longer. Something like that, you know? <laughs> I wish there was more to it. So, you know, all that to say, like, I, I understand that people only have so much time and we hope they'll choose to spend it with us if they enjoy it. 
but the same amount it's like well might as well just like make the thing that we want we make naturally and enjoy it well I, you know i'm stoked to have matt matt is gonna i think oh my you God. know crack the whip me? a little bit to us we're not allowed to talk about inscription at right. like at all times you said the name though right there yeah, so what does that mean matt there has to be consequences five, five minutes when he breaks the rules five minutes uh, but so I can't. Talk, I can't talk for five minutes. <laughs> I love this role. This is a great role. This is, I'm not gonna. Well, I, I'm not gonna he can't, he can't talk for longer than two minutes at a time. So if he starts talking about something, he has oh. to stop after two Wait, minutes. Is that? Do I talk? Am I long winded? No, uh, no. Okay. Not. This is. I can't believe I. I was, I was the first right, thing we, we, started the time, we started the timer. Here we go. Uh, I. I. But I do. Okay. So I'm. I. I'm really excited. Um. A, we're going to talk about inscription. B, we're going to have Daniel mm. Mullins back on uh, in a couple months, which I'm really excited about. And I'm excited for, I think, um, you know, we were kind of finding our way and maybe it's time to start to, you know, to really uh, in the second season, you know, find the things that we like and be like, these are the things that we like and we can move forward mm. with that. And the things that we don't like, we can kind of discard and, um yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll get people. Maybe we'll get more people listening. Maybe we won't get more people listening. But I I like that we're, you know, I like that you, that you were, you were you were down with with taking a little bit of a break and not. I think both of us were sort of like we burnt out. We got burnt out a little bit. Yeah. And we were like, oh okay, I want to like, should we end this? Is this it? But I like that we're, I like starting again. It feels kind of like it's exciting. Yeah. 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 I, I wish I'm a little sick today, so I sound, I might sound like a little low energy, but I am very, very pumped and very excited to have Matt here. And similarly, on, on my end, I think the podcast is going to change a little bit, um, and we're not going to be quite as strict on the idea of only playing games from the bundle game mm -hmm. and, and follow sort of our whims and passion a little bit more. It's not going to be like a sort of a broad thing. I think it'll still be pretty niche in terms of what people are interested in. But I want to like go out there and just sort of follow our passion a little bit and maybe indulge uh, and guests' interests a little bit more. Yeah, and, and play some games like, that they're into. Kind of just like a Rocket League only podcast, right? Like just like all Rocket League all the time. I mean, it would be funny if we just went week to week on the games that we're obsessed with. So it was like <laughs> <laughs> that would be. I mean, we should start to do that for a month or something like that. Like cancer games for us. Dive just into like, our addictions. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> just really, really, really get into it. Oh man! I I just downloaded all the XComs, so I'll have oh, those. Oh wow! Yeah, that's like your that's your cocaine. It's scratch, yeah, it scratches my itches. But I got a new exercise bike too, so the goal it's the the deal. It's like if I if you're a good boy and use the exercise bike, then you get to play these games. That's <laughs> Exercom size. Extra Exercom. <laughs> yeah, you know all this making me realize too, like you know talking about what's why the why of of the podcast and everything. I think um, there's also a service to be that we're doing or or we possibly can do for all of the people who are making these games putting pouring hours of time into their passion projects and you know just getting the word out for them talking about them you know i think that that is uh i don't know as as a a a previous li listener um i that was what i always loved about it was that like people who you know they make games that nobody play sometimes you know and it's nice i think for people to have extended conversations about them and for just also just to sort of build out sort of the the indie community um in as many ways as we can i think is a very cool thing to do and uh if the if the listeners don't like it they can get out you know hey they can I'm fuck off <laughs> yeah no we've got like a nice little it seems like we're we're building like a nice little little nest of uh 
you know, people who we've talked about and had on and, and uh, continue to interact with our, our Twitter every once in a while. Sometimes people like things that I say on Twitter, you know, which is like, that's it. That's the fucking life right there. Mostly, I'm just excited to have Matt tell us what to do so we can uh, make a million dollars. Is it already? Is it time? Should we? Is this? I feel like I, th- I think happening? we move on to the big, the big one. Oh, I've, you know, um, it's it's so fun to talk to, to for this to be the game for you guys to talk about uh, coming back into the podcast. Uh, That's right. So we played uh, a game by Daniel Mullins called the Hex that was in the bundle previously, um, and that game was a mishmash of different genres sort of telling the story behind the scenes about video game characters and using different sort of, you know, both genres, but also like types of games, like to tell kind of like a bigger story and you would kind of switch between them in in cool ways. And um, I remember when I started the game, I was sort of like, Oh, this is kind of cool, but whatever. And then it became something much more than I thought it was as it went, as it went along. And then by the end, you're just having like an absolute blast. You're rocking and rolling. Um, and I think it just might be the way that this guy makes fucking games, dude. It's just like, he starts, you start and you're like, Oh, this is kind of weird. Like what's going on. And then you're like, Oh, this is different than I thought it was. And then it's just like the number of twists he hits you with. It's sort of back to back to back until suddenly you're like finishing the game and just like having a blast. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I think the biggest barometer for me is like at the end of the hex, I was cackling and having a great time. And at the end of inscription, I was cackling and having a great time. So we'll do right now. We'll say we are going to try our best not to spoil this game. Um, I... at to a certain point okay um it's it seems so really half, it seems really difficult okay at like first half let's do it and then at a certain point we can say like okay spoilers start here and then go to the end of the podcast so, i think that's the only way we're yeah. going to not just have 40 you know 40 plus minutes of sounding so abstract uh, <laughs> <laughs> well i mean okay can we so let's start with sort of an initial experience of the beginning of the well first of all i mean do we have a do we have the 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 text for what do we, do we want to say what uh inscription is from the creator of Pony Island in the Hex comes the latest mind-melting, self-destructing love letter to video games. Inscription is an inky black card-based odyssey that blends the deck-building roguelike, escape room-style puzzles, and psychological horror into a blood-laced smoothie. Darker still are the secrets inscribed upon the cards. Inscribed with a Y. In Inscription, you will acquire a deck of woodland creature cards by draft, surgery, and self-mutilation. Unlock the secrets lurking behind the walls of Leshy's cabin. Embark on an unexpected and deeply disturbing odyssey. So and that's it. Yeah. So this it's from Daniel Mullins Games and published by Devolver Digital. It's um, I, it's only available on Steam. You can't get it on itch, unfortunately. Yeah. I love. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a we have a a podcast about games on itch.io in our first episode back. <laughs> It's about a game you cannot get on it. But I mean, I, I like like Daniel Mullins, I think, you know, is he's he's an indie game designer at heart. And and I feel like we're we're going to we're going to watch him kind of continue to ascend into the ranks of like. I, you know, greatness, I'll call it right now, like the, like he's like this is 
I feel like when I'm playing as games I, that like I'm playing the games of like somebody who is like truly like unique and talented and, and brilliant in terms of like, you, you know, this, this sort of art form as craft, right? Like it's, it's not, it's not like I'm playing, you know, I it, it, like, it's, it's just, it's just storytelling and it's just, uh, you know, kind of, it's kind of like all the things that I loved about being a teenager when like Michelle Gondry and Spike Jones were making like feature films, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but like, he's doing this as like an indie video game developer right, right. now. Um, so like, yeah, I, ah, uh, yeah. There's yeah. a, there's a level of, I mean, the, the thing for me about this, so, so basically, you know, per what Matt said, what the game begins as, and is the entire time is it, it is examining uh deck building games which are very popular you know games and it is a deck building game the entire time you're always building uh decks uh the first thing you do is you kind of like wake up in this cabin and you were kind of interacting with a specific set of cards and what is so interesting to me is like for a game that um becomes like a lot you know, and changes quite a bit. He really locked into what makes uh, roguelike deck building games fun. You know, the idea of you're building a deck on the fly. So, I mean, the best example of it out there is Slave of Spire, which is a game that is just like, you know, so fucking good. Like, right. I played that. That is a game that, like, I continually will come back to all the time and, like, played probably pretty consistently for, like, six months to a year, stepped away from it, and then just every couple of months we'll like pick it back up and play obsessively for four or five weeks or something like that. And then, you know, it'll fall out of favor for something else. But that game is like so cool in terms of how you build your decks, you put it together and you kind of go along. Um, And this game does a really good job of like getting to the core of what makes that game fun. You know what I mean? Like, or it starts there and you can start to kind of play it as a like actual rogue like deck builder and then and then it's it's also not right you know what but i mean that's but that's the thing is like that's that's what he tricks you yeah. you know and that that's what is actually i think the the real brilliance of the game is that he's you you will uh, you know i think, I think we're gonna we, have to like it's, yeah, it, I, I, we're kind so, of at a point where like we're gonna have to start getting specific and we're gonna have to yeah. start spoiling the game so uh, all all i'll say is that eric didn't finish the game oh my I god don't want be, i don't want this to be buried at the end of the episode no, this is, so well, we just I, need to talk yeah, about this yeah, really let's get it in before because, the spoiler tag because multiple eric times did, multiple times <laughs> i didn't beat the game like all right so Wait, I Matt, Matt, do you you've got thoughts about give me give me some initial th- because I think we can let's let's all just sit like gush for a second about you know yeah. broadly about this yeah. and then and then yeah. let's get into the the weeds with it because we're gonna get to the weeds of this is gonna be so much fun but <laughs> but you yeah yeah I yeah. mean my broad gut my broad gush yeah <laughs> your broad yeah, gut I, gush <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, I just was completely blown away by um, the world building in this game beyond, or like regardless of the sort of the, the trickery that we'll, we'll get into behind, the, behind the, the, the spoiler wall. Like, I just thought it was, this, like, the sound design is absolutely incredible. 
the graph it looks so cool like the lighting it's like i would play an entire game like i i again i can't say anything i don't want to say too much but the um it you you're so convinced by that world and you're so um sort of weirdly it's a visceral experience and regardless of what comes next um you kind of get <laughs> you get um you 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 feel very set in a space in a yeah. specific zone and um just and i don't think this is saying too much but just the um the way it almost feels like a tabletop simulator the way that it's presented yeah you know and just that little um so device is yeah. so uh well, is so leshy leshy is such a like it's so funny playing playing it and being like at first i was like oh i th- it, this almost feels like a person who has had board games described to them so many times and <laughs> hates it, right? Like, it's almost the horror story of, like, you know, like, what is it like to, like, sit down and play a board game against a person who loves that board game, right? Like, I, you know, you just you usually get your ass handed to you. It feels like a little bit like torture. And then every time you're allowed to stand up from the table, you're like, it's like this like relief. And then you realize that like, well, I can't actually really go anywhere else right now. I have to kind of sit back down, but uh, like the aesthetics of the, like the caves of him putting on those masks of like that, that lighting design, like you said, the sound design, I absolutely agree is so, so good. Like it's just, it's, and it's, this is where it gets tough is because like, even, you know, the, the progression in the first part of the game is like so cool and everything is like so surprising and so fun. He built like a really compelling deck builder game, yeah. you know, like um, from the onset, like you're playing it and you're looking for the synergies and you're trying to figure out the best ways to sort of build your deck to like monopolize on those things and what the different strategies you're going to use are and like what the strategy is to beat this specific boss that you're coming across. Um, and like, oh, if you pull, like, as you go back through again, it's like, I'm learning, so I'm going to pull this card now mm-hmm. because I have another card like this, and I can combine them with the mushroom place to do that, you know? Like, as opposed to just sort of, like, you just start to get really smart about how you're playing pretty quickly. Um, I saw somebody who had, uh, you know, there's that 7-7 seven, seven that costs 4 sacrifice or whatever? Yeah. And they had, they had like, uh, crossbred him like four different times or something like that. So they had yeah. a like 28, 28. I, yeah. oh man. Um, yeah. The, the mantis what was the mantis King mantis. God. If, oh, if that, the mantis, oh my God. Being if able you, to hit for like 12 on turn one or what? I, yeah, that's how could, I eventually that's won. A, that's how I won. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I, so, well, okay. So here it is. Let's put the, the, the wall is coming down. Like let's put the spoiler wall down officially. Well, no, actually, not just yet. Not quite yet, because okay, there's okay. one more thing we need to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so later on in the game, there's some more trickery afoot. And Eric, thinking he was supposed to, went into his menu and deleted the game file. <laughs> because he's like, this is what da- this is what Daniel is telling me to do. <laughs> he's so clever and so smart. And so I'm going to go do that. So oh my God. Eric I, has not actually completed no, the game. No, I have. I have. You, you went back? There's... Um... Dan, I Daniel tweeted at me that there's a chapter select. You can chapter select from the from the menu. So I have actually. Oh, God. I so okay. Now let's put the, okay. Can we put the can spoiler we put the spoiler wall? wall? Is All down. right, it's yeah. we're gonna start spoiling. Uh, spoiler wall down. 
I honestly, if I'm being totally so, my experience. Okay, this game fucking breaks. Okay, but so the first the I had so I, you can beat the kind of you can beat the boss right. Like you can beat the moon. You fight against the moon. Leshy's this dude. You go through, you go through Leshy's uh, dungeon. You know, so you're trapped at this table. You can get up from the table and you like unlock other cards. The cards turn out to be uh, characters that some of the cards turn out to be characters that talk to you and they give you advice on how to do other things. So you're solving this sort of like um, mystery, this escape room kind of mystery around the cabin as you walk away from the table that makes you better on the table. And as you go through it, you start to like learn the tri- tips and tricks to like go ahead and like beat things. And the, the game actually makes it easier for you as you go along. And I was absolutely tricked, right? Like we were yeah. supposed to talk about this game a week ago. And I was like, oh, I think I beat it, you know, like, except I didn't like totally beat it because I didn't like fully do the escape room. Like, I'm not a big. I'm not a big, like, you know, mist kind of escape roomy sort of do- like I was attracted to the roguelike deck builder. And then I was like, you know, I kind of beat that moon. I don't really want to play through it again. And like, you know, like replay these cards. I kind of get the vibe of it. Um, I, let me just go one more time, you know, and, and I completed all the, the riddles or whatever. There's like three different acts, like the first game yeah. and the game that this game is advertised as being and they've and he's done so well at like advertising what this game is. He did a really good job. Yeah, it is it a really did. Yeah. third of the fucking game. My favorite part is, I think, the second part of the, the game that sort of like, you oh, know, top down yeah. looks like Super Mario World and like you're actually it's like a constructed style deck building thing. Right. So you can really you know, fuck around with uh, the different types of mechanics that they have in there. Right. And so, I mean, like, this is br- like, this is where this game becomes brilliant. Like you can't really talk about this game and why it's brilliant without spoiling it. Right. Because I mean, like yeah. it's a, well, the, yeah, go. What he did that was so good was he made the game so convincing. The first third of the game was so unbelievably convincing in terms of what it was that like, you never for a second think that like, you know, there's some other stuff going on, but if, if I didn't know that it was Daniel, you know, like D- Daniel Mullins, like making this game and that he has those things going on, I would have just been like, Oh, this is a creepy, cool kind of roguelike. Was, builder, he, fucking you know? fi- he fucking tricked me. Yeah. He tricked me. Yeah. He faked you out in a big way. Yeah. He fakes you out in a very big, good way. Yeah. Even to the point where it's like, you know, you're playing through it. Like I remember the fr- like I the first time like I really kind of locked in with like, oh, I actually shouldn't be playing to build like a specific kind of deck that much. I should just be finding the best cards I possibly can. Like I'm not I the, you're not really supposed to exploit synergies at this stage in the game as much as like you just want to build like the most powerful best deck you can to deal as much damage as possible. And he tricks you into thinking like because it's a roguelike deck builder you should be building a synergy thing because you're going to take this thing in for the long haul the actual like first third of the game is pretty quick once you get the hang of it like yeah. it moves fast i remember going to the first boss for something like oh oh okay i thought like this i was going to have a lot more to play before i like met this guy and then he rocked me and i was like oh okay so i still do have a lot of work to do but then the first time you beat him and you kind of like default to the new you uh, then look at the sort of quick, uh, quick events, you know, like there's this other thing going on where 
the game itself is actually you are playing someone who is playing this game. Yeah. (laughs) So you're actually role playing someone playing the game. And occasionally in the first third of the game, there would be something that would be like, what? Like something you'd hear a voice or something like that. It'd be like, uh, uh-uh. you know, yeah, like this yeah. weird thing would happen. Oh, yeah. Like, Wow, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what's going nice. on there? I did it. Yeah. Yeah. And then in between in the middle, um, and in my head, I was like, okay, that's the person who is sitting at the table doing that. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the, the character in the, the world of there, but then you see these videos of this guy who's like a YouTuber who like collects tradable card games who gets like suckered into like he he finds like the old inscription packs and then he digs he gets a location he digs it up Mm -hmm. and it's like a copy of the game and he installs the game and then that's so you're the guy playing the game pretty much is what's going on yeah yeah. um which is like unbelievable (laughs) like what the fuck (laughs) well it's it's a game about immersion right it's about it's about what it means to care about games <laughs> right <laughs> even leshy's enthusiasm about his own roguelike that he's built you know that is like that well like i guess in i guess it's like hard to know what level <laughs> you're talking at like my I, and that's where a lot of my questions are still are, are, are around like how sentient are the ai's <laughs> like i don't really like i don't understand so there's certain things i i don't there's so much to dive into in, well, and 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 i think that that is like that they're we're even getting like a little muddy about it too, because what you're bringing up right now is like the writing in this game is so good. You know, it's like, it's really truly stupendous, right? It's he blends. um, Like there are parts that feel legitimately creepy. And like, Mm -hmm. when I played this game at night, I was like legitimately like creeped out by it. Um, And then there are still parts that are so funny. And then there are parts that are so meta and and it and it combines those three things without ever like he sells the game out all the time and you never feel like he's selling the game like we've played a number of games in um the bundle for racial justice and that were just some of the games you know went way too hard on like being like Uh, I'm, you know, like, uh, yeah, I'm a a, just another roguelike or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, look at me, like another gem, and you're like, you. He he builds his worlds so thoroughly and and with such detail and precision and care that the moments when like you know the your your stoat is like oh, that's a bad play and then oh my god and then when it's po3 later and he's like oh that's a bad play you're like you motherfucker you're you're now the you're now my enemy oh my god also the yeah. the yeah. he the rules at, at no point do I feel like like this is a game that ends up with a shit ton of rules as most rogue like deck builders kind of do. And I'm being taught the rules like pretty much all the entire game. You know what I mean? And it reminds me a lot of fucking portal Two. Like it, like I feel a lot, I feel a lot of portal two in this game. It's so. Well, it's, it's it's a masterclass in like, teaching the player about something you know yeah, it's exactly. like it's like a, it's and then it, it it kind of you get to a certain um point and you know the, the the distinctions between the acts you get to those the next act introduce it kind of s- tweaks like the the core mechanics just enough to like right. sort of force you to think a little bit differently about your strategy and like how you how you play i mean even the second one is not even like 
I don't know. It's it's the second act too. It's not even it's not even a roguelike anymore. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> second, act, second act basically you're playing the original version of the game. So right. It's kind of like Pokemon if, with like a deck. With yeah, exactly. Decks. Yeah. How into the deck building did you get in that act, Eric? Because I initially like struggled with some of the core mechanics of that one. I chose the um, wizard. I chose the, the wizard. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I knew you would. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. I, I chose the robot man. Oh, did you? Oh, did you really? Yeah, that's fun. And and it was very fun. I had a very good time. The with that. I ended up building that deck. I used a lot of the single bone guys because, uh, and then like some beasts. And then the my late game was all uh, big bone guys or robot guys. Oh, I liked wizards and bones together. Wizards and bones felt real. Um... That felt like a good, I liked that a lot. I don't know. I just, it's, it was, and I'm actually glad I did it because that part never really, you never get a full like wizard immersion experience. He said something in some interview that's like, if I gave, you know, all four of the hegemons, like an opportunity would have felt like too long of a game. So you get like just a little taste for it at the very, very end where it becomes. Well, yeah. So then the third act basically, so the second act you're running around uh, trying to, uh, you're going to replace one of the people. There is Leshy, uh, the uh, sort of woodsman. There is the uh, woman who is like the the sort of like necromancer. There's the magician, and then there is the robot. At the end of all, once you defeat all of them, you sort of go and choose uh, one of them that you want to replace. Um, eventually, the robot. Does that like, mean anything of, when you say who you want to replace? You know, I chose the robot when I was time to replace it. And that's the only thing I've ever seen, but it seems like maybe it could be different if you didn't choose the robot, you know, I chose Leshy, which was interesting. Did, yeah, he, but I did don't he say anything to you later then? Was he like, you tried to replace me? He made a, he made, there's a line of a couple lines of dialogue at that. At the juncture. Site thing. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I don't know if it changed anything. And then the robot like sort of takes over and you fight the robot. And there is this like, they reboot it and then you're in the basically the first act version of the robot world which is in 3d and you're sort of interacting with the world again at large which i think is is also i mean like that stuff is so much fun right like the twitch stuff where like i'm playing against my friends like my friends as cards was so much fun unbelievable that was so cool Yeah, the end of the robot one. I mean, the, the, there. So then you're in the robot world and you're sort of wandering around this different thing. But his whole thing is that he just wants you to beat the game so that he can create the great convergence. Like he's he just like wants you to, to win. Transcendent. Is yeah, transcendent. exactly. Yeah. Um. So when you beat it, he's gonna take over and like basically make it so that the other guys can never win again. And then they like conspire with you to stop him. Well, he's like gonna upload I'm so himself to the internet. That's right, that's right. Which yeah, also yeah. then you start to get into the I mean Let's stop with the like the the narrative of it is crazy. Basically, like the game goes fucking wild. But like, like you just there's like, the AI, there's like a whole dunks. there's whole there's like an alternative reality game. That like Alex, did you read any of the the re- alternative reality doc that people have been digging? Through? I started to, but honestly, I like I want to go back and play that game again, and it felt like there were so many spoilers in it. You know, about, I think like, that stuff that you could do. I mean, but part of it is that it you just couldn't without dedicating like like more time than you actually had. Like it it required it's like true. a level of just sort of like um, 
you know, like lots of lots of different people kind of like taking guesses and, and poking and prodding at the stuff. There's like this whole other level to like what this what is actually going on in the game that I did not I was not exposed to in the game. Yeah, like, like the deeper like historical conspiracy theory kind well, of lore. That's also <laughs> it's like characters from the hex are involved in this. Is that right? Dude, Alex. The what happens okay. I mean, like, there's a thing that happens that apparently happens at the end of this game that I did not pick up on it until people started, like, digging through codes. And, like, <laughs> like it's so great. It's incredible. Like, the main villain from the Hex um, is in this game. In, like, the, you know, that, like, uh, what's her name? Like, the Jokery lady? The, like, sort of Harley Quinn kind of, like, super you know demon from the hex like the yeah you eventually she's like she's involved dude she ends up with oh, i weird. mean like it's insane it's she ends up with like doomsday codes I know, like, it's, <laughs> that's what i i'm just, i was i started reading a bit of that in that document i was like i'm out <laughs> like, I, I have no I idea mean, there's, if you on. read the wikipedia like if you read the wikipedia page it kind of it spoils sort of like the whole the meta narrative as well so i'm not you know I there's but it's just it, it's so much fun to have played this game feel like I've experienced the full experience of the game and then like start to read what people have done digging into this game and like I got like I think I read like all of the spoilers I you know who knows right but like there's there was so much stuff that I did not do in this game and I wish I had like had the had the mind to to do it you know what I mean like like the fact that like killing Ouroboros like gives it a pl- like plus one plus one every single time, so you could grow that thing into like a one hundred one hundred creature. I I don't know. It's this game fucking rules. Yeah, you know, and that's I think I I'm so excited to play it again now, knowing exactly what to expect a little bit, and like knowing to push it a little bit more in every act. You know, in terms of the the actual like the core mechanics themselves. You know, because it's like, oh, like, there's not, there was this <laughs> dread hanging over me the entire time the first playthrough, which is awesome, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like this dramatic aspect, which, um, you know, is an experience I'll, I'll never have again, which is awesome. It's so cool. But um, I'm excited to kind of go in and experiment a little bit more with the game now that I kind of, I think I know its parameters a little better, but at the end of the day, who knows? Maybe the fourth time you beat it, something different happens. You know, it's just like, I feel like knowing this game and the way it's built and how self-aware and um, I don't know, subversive it is. I I don't know what to expect on, you know, repeated playthroughs. I really don't. Well, point being, you should pick up and give this thing a fucking I mean, if you've made it this far, you probably already played it. I hope you didn't just have the whole thing freaking spoiled for you without playing it. Honestly, even if you, yeah, I mean, it's so great. It's like just, it's a truly, it's a great experience. And I think the, the, you know, the kind of like the problem that you run into if you are a creator like Daniel is how do I keep this thing kind of under wraps but like at the same time it like you can't really explain why this game is so great without like revealing the ways that it is well what's so interesting about it is that i don't think any of us su- i mean i do to an extent 
you know, and Matt, I think maybe more and Eric to your, but like, we all like, like narrative, but usually what we go to video games for is not narrative mm -hmm. is sort of like compulsion and like turn based. you know, you guys get your fix from sort of this highly competitive, you know, like uh, trying to master something. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And I get it from the sort of compulsive, like strategy, master planning, like sort of thing that just like takes a turn and keeps on going and going and going. So I love playing RPGs also because it's kind of the marriage of those two things. But this is not, you know, I didn't go to Slay the Spire because I like the plot of Slay the Spire. Like, I don't give right. a fuck about what's going on in Slay the Spire, really. You know, it's kind of cool. There's some cool stuff going on, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. that's not what it's about. This game is 100% narrative mm -hmm. and plot direct, you know? So the fact that, like, it, he, he, Makes such a good does such a good job of creating something that is like still compelling and fun to play, but like is really about the plot. Like, yeah, this is about what's going on in the plot more than yeah. anything else. Well, which all is of just, the... it, you, you don't I, I don't feel like you get that in video games in a really compelling way. The games that we've played that were like plot based in itch, I, I it's just hard to do to make yeah. it like yeah. work, you know, because it's like if I want plot, I'll I'll often go to a different medium. Like it's not necessarily where, what I go to video games for. Yeah. But you, you could not make this game in any other medium, you know, right. like that's the thing that's, it's, it really uses the medium and, and all of its potential. And yeah, like I, I feel like all of the mechanics and everything we've talked about are all there, this are all there to serve the plot, all there to serve like the world and the narrative and this like kind of insane story. And, um, but, they're still so strong, you know, they're still so strong. And like, I feel, you know, like that's like the balance, the best games are like either 49, it's like 49, 51, you know, like the best games are so close to being half and half, but like for the most part, usually it's, you know, 51%, um, uh, what's it called? Like 51% mechanics, you know, it's like, yeah, and totally. then like the rest is like the story. It's a game. Like really you're, you're, it's gameplay. Yeah. But this felt like, I don't know. I feel, I feel, I truly feel like it is going as like you were saying, Eric, like going to propel Daniel Mullen, like it, like more people need to be talking about this because I think that it is a, a ground breaking piece of art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, totally. it really does feel he's like sure. he's it has yeah. to be in that part of the conversation. He's, he's yeah. mastered this medium, yeah. you know, in terms of a very specific sort of way. Not, I, I don't want to say master. That's, that's like hyperbole, but like, it's a it's a it's a a masterpiece of a, a thing, you know. It's what I mean? so like, cool. It's it'll be it's so cool. it'll be exciting to see you know what he does next. I think what's also cool is that like you know talking about him as a creator, like the hex is a game about somebody with like early success and like has a bit of like neuroses in it about um, like diminishing quality in terms of like uh, yeah, right gameplay, yeah. right? And and you know then this is like definitely not that right and like this this is better than you know this is maybe better than the hex or you know you or, oh yeah i think you could definitely say it's better than the hex. Um, it's i mean they're very different the, yeah. the hex had a lot of bumps in it you know along the way but it was still very very good and very cool and was sort of like good despite this the the bumps i think this is good regard you know what i mean like this, there's no bumps in this, this there's, it's like a frictionless experience to really get it get going into it and people who have complaints about it i think the complaints are justified you know but i also think it kind of misses the point about like 
just how singular this thing as a thing, you know? So all your complaints are totally warranted and don't really apply to what this thing actually <laughs> is because it, you can't evaluate it at the same level as you would the other things we, we talk about as video games. You yeah. Know what I mean, like it's, it has sort of a get out of jail free card a bit because it is mm-hmm. the bumps make sense. They, they work. They're like uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the, the narrative and the, the Ludo narrative and everything, you know, like it's all like, the bumps are a part of the glitches. Everything in it helps you feel the sense of immersion role-playing as the player. <laughs> yeah. Role-playing as a player. And so it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I just wanted to bring up another, like, it's, it's such a love letter to the to games as a thing to dive into, too. You know, like, they're all the Easter eggs and, like, the ARG aspect, too. I, I, did you guys ever do... Um, do you remember like I Love Bees or any of do you, do you guys remember no, that? No. There's this weird before uh, I think it was Halo 2 came out. It was an ARG, this website called ilovebees.com. And it was essentially a beekeeping website. And on the website, there were in the like HTML, like in the meta code, or I, I think of the metadata of the website, there were all of these weird messages and links to other websites. And it was just this like crazy insane world and like all of these people were online like you know investigating this and posting on forums and Mm -hmm. it was so exciting and so fun and it really like i remember i was like 14 it was terrifying like i (laughs) was so scared by like what are the implications it felt like bizarre because it was you know reality it felt real yeah i get that that was the same sense like i haven't felt that really since you know i was a teenager to feel that same sort of like it blur the thing that you know you're blurring the lines like the true horror feeling of like mm-hmm. is this is this more real than i'm yeah like, no than, i know? there's there is that that immersion when you like give permission over to like your computer like i was on my work computer yeah. or whatever playing this game yeah. and i was like yeah. i don't like this i feel really uncomfortable <laughs> i will I, I was say- wondering if it if it actually deleted it i kind of was hoping it would you know what i mean if you lost that fight if it deleted those files i was like i was ready i was like oh god it's scary right, let's fucking see if you had the not, balls to do I, it i was dude. not comfortable with that um which I, is maybe I why 20... i deleted it here's the here's the thing is if i'm being totally honest i honestly prefer my experience of deleting the saved game data to the last like 30 minutes of what the actual game is because i i when i went back and played the actual ending of the game i was like oh okay that's kind of that's kind of like without that without the the continuity of sort of playing through to the very end i was like Oh man, me just straight up deleting this. <laughs> like that, I should have just left it like that and just been like, "Yeah, well, I deleted the game from my computer because I thought that's what I was supposed to do." <laughs> I can't believe that. Oh, I man. can't believe it. Yeah, I wanted to say really quickly that the file that I chose, the large file, was a twenty gigabyte family video rip <laughs> that I had. <laughs> and when they said they were going to delete it, I was like. There's no way. There's no way. Then, I, but I was also like, "That's a, that's a. I'm gonna have to re, like re-rip the tape." <laughs> um, should we get to what a game? Should we get to final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, geez, is it a pass or play? Uh, I think this is, you know, Daniel, you've done it again. I mean, I remember in our interview with him, we were like, "Man, so he just really went off, huh?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I sure did." <laughs> You know, like a very polite Canadian man that he's like, yeah, absolutely. I went off. It was great. And then 
he was such a coy little dude about like and i'm i'm working on this game right now it's a deck builder i think it's really good you know he's like i think it's gonna be really good it's like oh my god he went off again he went off even harder he really went off he went yeah he, this guy went off god he he fucking went off and and kept going up in the arg stuff there's some like myth that he kills somebody like somebody yeah. goes to like some coordinates like in the woods where this thing was and he buys them a beer and he killed somebody <laughs> I, Daniel did? Yeah, Daniel's <laughs> killed somebody according to the myth that is inside of the breadcrumbs of the alternative reality game that is... Uh, oh, see, this it. is the kind of stuff that scares me. This is like, now we're getting into... <laughs> Uh, some people like true crime i like inscription let's uh let's uh matt what are your final what are your final thoughts on uh on on inscription you know it's the best game i've played this year and maybe in the past few years i think it's an absolute must play everybody should get their hands on this thing and play it immediately um i i I, you know i feel like i've expressed everything that i that i love about it but I, I feel like it is, um, it's everything that I, I really love about video games and it taught me more about what I like about video games. So yeah, get it, buy it. Ooh, that's a play. Alex? That's a play. Yeah, I really, I really love this game. I thought it was super fun. Um, it's more or less exactly what I want out of video games most of the time, you know, is, is this kind of feeling to be this surprised and delighted and to have this much fun playing a game um while being totally transported you know what i mean i i the maybe like the lack of like real there's part of it that's kind of cheesy towards the end a little bit and it it like i i have to stress how much like it does not matter and if you harp on that like you are an asshole you know what i mean like you have to give this like a a, a piece of work like this so much credit for taking the cut that it did in such a huge way and pulling off so much of it that if there is any what like thing that rings untrue in there i get it you know but like at the same time it's like dude what do you want like this is the best yeah like you don't stuff like something like this doesn't come along every so often you know so we got to really treasure it and appreciate it when it does a very very fun play for me mm-hmm. yeah no i agree i agree with all that it's really this is a play it's it's just a truly delightful, you know, like I, I feel, I feel very, uh, very excited to, to kind of be along this ride. You know what I mean? Like I got to, I got to play Hex, you know, I, I still haven't played Pony Island. Maybe I'll go back and some bit, some point and play it. Um, the fact that I got to play Inscription right now and I get to kind of watch this dude as he continues to make these games, um, that are i don't are they pushing the boundaries i don't know that they're even pushing the boundaries of gameplay they're just sort of like he's using this kind of like vocabulary that exists and he's just making like wonderful compelling pieces of art right like i i don't feel it's it's just like it's just good it's like fucking i don't know it's like going to see dune in imax it's just like oh my god i'm getting to like fucking experience like just the like, you know some of the true treasures of the present right you know like just like right. it's it's very um yeah it's worth your time it's absolutely worth your time if you you know and then like 
you can always go and play like but like do you, now now what should i do i ever really want to play a like roguelike deck builder again like he kind of yeah like, i think you still do yeah oh, i downloaded what for the first time after yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that was trying to talk to me about slay the spider i was like brother i actually no you're right i played i started playing i've got this game called uh it's like night of the full moon or something on my phone which is a really good one and i think that like he yeah you're right he didn't break he didn't break roguelike deck builders he just he like created something that was like totally unique and and his own and uh well and you know to speak to i know we've talked about it a couple times in this podcast so far but like these the specific angle of like games as sort of like addiction and compulsion and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff and mm-hmm. roguelike deck builders are a very fun way to sort of interact with that um in a way that can be both healthy and unhealthy to subvert that and to use that in such a way to tell such a cool narrative and story uh is like so awesome and that's i think the biggest thing to me is like made kind of a fun version of those games and then completely like turns all the ideas about that on its head to tell like a very daniel mullins story that uh we all love to see him tell i love it (laughs) yeah and you know the main character in inscription was uh was murdered because of his his addiction to or was he oh my god guys you gotta you gotta follow the breadcrumbs there's his shirt changes i'm just saying his shirt his shirt changes it's true changes oh the footage was maybe the footage is doctored also maybe his sister is dead i don't know anyway it's this game fucking (laughs) rules Okay, that was a great episode of podcasting. Oh man, Alex, I think that we're getting like really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree, and I'm very grateful we have Matt Haddock uh, on the pod now because we just—you won't hear it—but we just went through a whole scheduling snafu trying to figure out exactly when and where our next episode is going to be coming out. Uh, it'll be a couple weeks. We're taking a little bit of time off. It's a slow rollout of season two before we get really into it uh when with the holidays our availability is all over the place yeah we didn't uh, want to hit you got you you all all at once yeah we didn't want to overwhelm you with content besides with content this good we can afford to put it out in dribbles because we know you little freaks will just sop yeah. it up whenever we do you're just gonna yeah you, this gives you time to listen to this episode i know that you like to take pauses to go on little food breaks and little walk breaks take little bath breaks <laughs> Our listeners are are hashtag uh, bath break babies. Bath, bath break babies. What's up <laughs> is when you said hashtag, I was like bath break babies. And then you said bath break babies as if like you came <laughs> to it in the moment. That's so great. We're already back on the same page. Uh, oh. But that episode will have Matt on again. That's the 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 end of the Matt trilogy. <laughs> the Matt trifecta. We've yeah, closed we- the we Flip kill him at the yeah. end of it. At the end of it, we kill him. We drop uh, him into Mount Doom. But we're playing three games from another bundle from Itch, which we'll have more information about that week. Uh, they are Solus 128 from Amicable Animal, distributed or rather published by Armor Game Studio, a casual indie strategy puzzle game. Uh, Proteus from Twisted Tree, which is oh, Ed yeah. Key and David Kanaga, uh, a 3D atmospheric, colorful, experimental exploration, first person music, procedural generated walking simulator that is also relaxing. That's one for the Hashtag. Uh, oh, yeah. The bath, bath break, break babies. babies. <laughs> right there. And then Slice and Dice uh, from Tan uh, with pixel art by Atrium, a casual dice fantasy pixel art roguelike roguelite single player uh, game that is for all of you 
uh, hashtag rogue lovers. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's, for, for they're, those they're of you who love that hashtag rogue life, that oh my god, that was right there. You're so good at this. Oh my god, I look. I, I think you're getting really born, good, at this, Eric. I was born too. <laughs> I was born too late. I could have been so good on Twitter. Um. Anyways, <laughs> uh, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review there, please. You have plenty of time to play the game, so give them a play and then come back and listen to what we think. Uh, you can track us on the web at bundle underscore buddies on Twitter. That's it. Eric, I love you. I love you too, Alex. And we both love Matt. Mm-hmm. Bundle Buddies is produced by Alex Honnett, Eric Roth, and Matthew Haddock. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. 